For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Absolutely awesome to see you down in Florida, Roddy. Unfortunately, you are at the grind. Working. LOL. Enjoy it, man. You deserve it. How about that? Listen, please don't feel sorry for me. Darren, do you feel sorry for me when I got to work? I feel sorry for me. <laughs> exactly. Kind of a life that I could settle into. Oh, yeah. Fun, sun, and surfs. It's the Rod Peterson Show. Day off in South Florida at the Stanley Cup Final after the Panthers took game three, three to two in overtime. Carter Verhage and Matthew Kachuk, the heroes. And wouldn't you know, in an overtime goal where Carter Verhage scores to put the Panthers on the board in the series, it's Sam Bennett delivering the pass, and it's Matthew Kachuk in front of the net. All the usual suspects, but the Panthers are in it. But look, this episode of the podcast, this hour of the TV show, uh, is going to be dedicated mostly to football. we got a couple hockey points, but mostly football here on a Football Friday. Darren DuPont in with you here today. Rod is traveling on a Friday. He'll be back on the show on uh, Monday. Uh, plenty to get to here in Hour 2, so let's just slow down. Um, we went really fast in Hour 1. We're going to slow down and get through a little bit of homework here. Uh, the text line, 902-518-3033. Uh, you can uh, head to rodpeterson.com uh, for the uh, poll question, uh, Rod's commentary, latest updates from the show. Um, and we're going to update that poll question right off the hop here. We asked it back in hour one. Our poll question relates to the Calgary Flames. Last night in the second intermission, we learned from Elliot Friedman that Ryan Huska now is the front runner to become the next Flames head coach. Don't know when it will be announced. We're waiting to hear on that. Ryan Huska, the five-year assistant of the Flames. He's paid his dues, very well-respected, former head coach of the Stockton Heat, their former uh, AHL affiliate former uh, head coach of the Kelowna Rockets, a Western Hockey League championship, took them to the final of the Memorial Cup. Um, but on the poll is who should be the next head coach? Ryan Huska, Mitch Love, Kirk Muller, the other Flames assistant, or other. Mitch Love still leading the way with 46% on Twitter. Ryan Huska at 19%. Kirk Muller actually has 23% of the vote and other at 12 um, So you've got uh, 20 Two and a half hours to vote on that or 23 hours to vote on that one um, at rodpeterson.com and on our channels and here on the uh, program. Coming up here in hour two on a football Friday, uh, Arash Madani will be alongside later. And Clark, it's going to get crazy in hour two, too, because I just realized I get to talk tennis with Arash. Um, but he's in South Florida covering the NBA Finals. We'll talk to him about that, the Stanley Cup. But I really want to talk to him about the Blue Jays and Anthony Bass. 
And because he's typically in that Toronto market, I do want to ask him about Shane Doan, who's now officially been hired as a special advisor to Toronto Maple Leafs GM Brad Treeliving. Um, how does that affect Austin Matthews and the potential re-signing of the Leafs superstar? So we'll talk to him about that. Taylor Shire will be alongside from the Regina Leader Post to tee up Sunday's game between the Riders and the Edmonton Elks. And Ryan Ballantyne will be alongside here shortly to tee up the uh, or to, to recap uh, the opening game in the CFL season, a 25-15 BC Lions victory over the Calgary Stampeders. Uh, big thanks to uh, Kelly Rempel for joining us in hour one. Um, if you didn't get a chance to hear that, great conversation. Um, go back or listen to the first hour of the podcast, uh, the previous episode. Um, that's a good one. And also to Andy McNamara talking NFL fantasy football after we found out Delvin Cook being released by the Minnesota Vikings and DeAndre Hopkins set to visit with the Tennessee Titans this weekend. So uh, lots going on today. But we get to talk football. So let's bring in Ryan Ballantyne, 3 Um, I believe we got Ryan here. How are you, my man? What's, uh, what's the latest and greatest? I don't have him. I, I think Ryan's muted. It would be better if I unmuted myself. Um, I didn't want to. I was, I was yelling at my kid earlier uh, to get going. Uh, so I didn't awesome. want you guys to have to hear that. Um, but uh, I'm still doing well. Uh, I'm still doing well uh, here, uh, ready to watch the CFL season. It may not have gone the Stampeders way last night um, uh, in, in a lot of different ways. Um, but, you know, at least Cody Grace can still kick the cover off the ball. You know, and, and so, you know, we got to see a lot of Cody Grace last night. And anytime you can watch a guy do his job that well, uh, you know, it, it was worth the price of admission. What did you learn last night besides that in the game? Uh, um, Vernon Adams, I thought was pretty sharp, at least for the first half, was really good. Um, what was your initial takeaway from the opener? Well, my initial, I mean, I agree with you that Vernon Adams is really good. Uh, I think we saw this last year with the BC Lions. Um, you know, as good as Nathan Rourke was, and he was phenomenal, uh, the offensive system employed in BC does a great job of getting their receivers open. Um, you know, they, they find those soft spots in zones or they're able to win their man, their uh, uh, man coverage battles. BC receivers get open often. Um, and I think when you've got guys that have no one within three, four yards of them, it should be pretty easy to make your completions. Vernon Adams did that last night. Uh, so I, I was pretty... Uh, you know, I was pretty impressed with what their offense was able to do. On the flip side of that, there was no pressure from the Calgary defensive front in that first half. Uh, they really didn't start to move across the line of scrimmage until late in the third quarter. Zero sacks on uh, Vernon Adams. So uh, uh, that was a tough one. Cam Judge did end up with an interception. So he's uh, in fine form. Here's the numbers. Vernon Adams Jr. was 27 of 35 for 288 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. Um, added 35 yards rushing with a touchdown. So that was good. Um, take one, Mizell, 81 yards on 12 carries for BC. Um, Dominique Rimes, uh, that was the big one for me, big game for him. Um, eight receptions on 13 targets for 118 yards. For the Stampeders, um, what's your takeaway from, from Jake Mayer's opener now without the, the shadow of Bo Levi Mitchell? Um, Jake Mayer went 20 of 36 
for just 166 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Yeah, it's just not good enough. Uh, the 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 issue last night, uh, and I think throughout uh, even last season with Jake was uh, not really getting the ball down the field. Uh, you know, the the longest completion last night was uh, 21 yards, and even that was I think had 13 or 14 yards after the catch. You know, there was a 12 yard completion, an 11 yard completion. There's nothing that was kind of into this in really into the secondary where you're looking at beyond linebacker coverage. So uh, Calgary does need to push the ball downfield more. Uh, Dave Dickinson said after the game that he's not sure until he sees the tape whether there was anybody open downfield at all to throw to as well. He said it's not just the scheme which has guys to throw to downfield. Those guys have to get themselves open. So once he reviews the tape today, we should find out at that point whether or not we're seeing um, you know, what, what Jake is seeing and what Dave is seeing, whether it's the scheme that is keeping the Stampeders from pushing the ball downfield or if it's a, a lack of open receivers. Well, it becomes tough, too, when you get down early in the football game and in the first half. It's hard to get Kadeem Carey into the game. Seven carries, 39 yards uh, for Kadeem Carey. Uh, Peyton Logan had three carries for 34 yards. Um, but it was, it was a tough day for, for, uh, for Kadeem to get going, too, and get that ground game established, which I think yeah. I was most excited to see how he would pick up, pick up after a great year last year. He came out of the game uh, about five minutes into the third quarter. Um, he was taken out of the game. He had some sort of injury, something dinged up. Uh, didn't get clarity on that from the Stampeders, what that injury is yet and whether or not it should affect him long term. But uh, he was brought out of the game. And on the flip side, you look at Peyton Logan. When you see the numbers, three three carries for 34 yards, you think, oh, that's not a bad day. Well, he also got 18 of those yards on the last play of the game. Uh, so uh, where the Calgary chose to run the ball and he got 18 yards on that one carry. So there's there's a little bit of a, um, you know, there, when there's numbers and in interpreting those numbers too. Uh, so I, I think Calgary didn't run the ball. And, and I kind of made the point today. I said, if you're, if you're the Stampeders and you're only getting an eight to nine yard completion off of every pass, but you're getting eight to nine yards on your run game, does it matter if you run or pass? Um, you know, if they're not going to push the ball downfield, then it doesn't matter if if they're not, you know, if, if Kadeem Carey runs for eight yards or Jake Mayer passes for eight yards, it's the same eight yards. So um, I, I love the idea of seeing Kadeem Carey get hot. Hopefully it is just a bit of a stinger that's going to keep him out for the game, but not for any uh, prolonged period of time. He has had injury trouble throughout his career here in Calgary, uh, staying healthy. He hasn't played a full season yet. When he is on the field, he's one of the most dynamic players in football. And uh, for Calgary fans, you have to hope that uh, that it's a short-term thing. Yeah, there's no doubt. Uh, electric player, fun to watch, great for the league. And yeah, I'm with you. I hope it was more precaution um, than anything, and, and it's important if you know with with the history of injuries, um, take precaution. You got to make sure he stays healthy. And you saw how that game was going. So, I guess the question now coming out of that game is how concerned um, should the Stampeder fan base be? I mean, it's one game. Let's not overreact here. But should there be a level of concern um, around this group, or is this just you know you came against a good BC Lions team that has some pretty high expectations of their own? I, 
I'd say there's there's a combination of both. Um, I think the BC Lions are a good team, but if Calgary wants to be a good team, they're going to have to compete with the BC Lions. Uh, they're going to have to compete with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Um, the next chunk of their schedule is pretty soft. They have Ottawa. They have Saskatchewan. Um, you know, they also have Winnipeg in there. But of their next six games, they're they're not really looking at a lot of um, you know difficult opponents. This Stampeders franchise over the last 10 years or so has been a team that you know they're they're typically 500 through five or six games you know they're three and three they're four and two or they're two and four and then all of a sudden they get to the middle of the season and they just start railing off wins because all of the players that they've brought into the schemes all of the rookies or all of the guys playing new positions all kind of start to figure out what their role is within the game plan and they start to roll through and get very successful so uh, an early season loss is not a surprise in calgary they lose the first game of the year a lot Um, and a lot of that has to do with the idea that they're putting guys into a system for the first time in in, with live bullets Um, and so it it ends up being a, a difficult system to grasp and, and therefore a, a difficult system to be successful in in the early part of the season. Yeah, I think, I think they will be fine. I'm not, I'm not overly concerned. Um, Jake Mayer will get this sorted out. One game, I think we move on. Hey, look, um, Three Down Nation's got a great pick and pool going on. Who did you pick? I'm really curious to see who you picked in the other games the rest of the weekend starting tonight. Who do you, who do you got in the other games? Uh, I'll have to pull up the schedule because I was hyper-focused on Calgary. Uh, so uh, just give me a second here. Hamilton oh, and Winnipeg. Hamilton, I chose Winnipeg. Winnipeg in this game, uh, and again, for continuity reasons. Hamilton has so many new pieces. If you were to put this, like, you know, week three, week four, this matchup, I might have taken Hamilton, depending on how Bo Levi Mitchell plays in these first couple weeks. But I did take Winnipeg for this game tonight because of the uh, – the continuity there. They've got almost nobody new in the roster. Um, even Kenny Lawler, who is their big piece, a returning piece, he's suspended, so he's out for the game. Um, I would expect that that we'll see uh, Winnipeg be victorious here tonight. Ottawa-Montreal on and Saturday. Then, uh, Ottawa-Montreal, I mean, I, I, I guess we have to watch this game. Um, <laughs> I I mean, uh, a little shame. you know, I'm, I'm sure it'll... It'll not surprise the Saskatchewan fans to hear that I don't like Cody Fajardo very much as a quarterback. Uh, and he wasn't great with Jason Moss when he was together the last time. So I don't know why they think that Jason Moss and Cody Fajardo will be successful this time either. I don't like them. They're, they're, they've lost their big weapon in Geno Lewis is now in Edmonton. And I don't know who else there is going to do anything from an offensive perspective in in uh, Montreal. So even without Jeremiah Masoli, I'm still taking the Ottawa Red Blacks to beat Montreal in Montreal. I did as well. Yeah, the Cody-Jason Moss thing is intriguing because the body language I saw last year, I didn't think they were on the same page. I'm a, I'm a Cody fan. Um, I like him. Um, I didn't think they were on the same page. And I didn't think Cody was... Jason Moss's kind of quarterback, if that makes sense. He's he's doing body language that's saying, hey, I'm trying to get you to go left. You're going right. We're not on the same page. But clearly they were, yeah. um, or, J- or they wouldn't have ended up together. I mean, Jason Moss signed as the coach, and then Cody signs as the quarterback. You'd think Jason would have some sort of say in that or 
conversation. So that was a big head-scratcher. I'll be watching to see how that relationship plays out. How about Edmonton and Saskatchewan on Sunday? Uh, I'm taking the Elks to end this, I think it's, what, 1,340-day <laughs> stretch without winning. Um, I, and, I mean, like that, not just that, the Elks have never won a home game. The That's Edmonton right. Football Club never won a home game. They haven't won a home game since they changed the name. I think that goes out the window this weekend. Um, I think I think I don't believe in Taylor Cornelius as a threat of a quarterback. Um, but I mean, when you've got Craig Dickinson coming out and saying, "I don't know who my offensive line starters are for the weekend," and I don't think we're going to figure it out this year, this year, he said. That is a damning statement of the talent of your offensive line. And when you've got guys like Jake Ceresna in the middle, uh, defensive tackle, he had nine sacks in 10 games last year. He's going to be coming through the line. I think Kevin Brown was an absolute revelation at running back for this team last year. And then, yes, you lost Kenny Lawler, but you replaced him with Eugene Lewis. And, I mean, for an inaccurate quarterback like Taylor Cornelius, who only completed 57% of his passes last season, you put Geno Lewis in there, that number is going to go up just by the factor of Geno Lewis. So that, you know, I, I think Edmonton might shock uh, the Ryder fans and finally, finally get this first franchise win at home. Uh, the Elks are setting, selling guaranteed win tickets. You get a free ticket every time they lose. Your next game is free. Um, so at this point, I think they've, they've <laughs> got to win it, and I think they get, uh, they get off to a good start here. Wow. I knew this was going to be a great hour of the show, and it's only going to get better. <laughs> Ryan, I appreciate this. Um, happy to catch up and uh, enjoy the season, man. It's, it's going to be a good one. Yeah, enjoy uh, sunny Florida and, and enjoy game four. And uh, go Vegas. I, hey, I'm stuck in Saskatoon. So oh, no sunny Florida. Well, they, I thought just, they said from sunny Florida. Well, we oh. had a little bumper coming in, and it was the live shot from Florida on the coming into the show. But anyways, right. Right. Okay. enjoy. Ryan Ballard. Well, enjoy sunny Saskatoon. <laughs> yeah, I will. <laughs> It actually is beautiful and sunny here. And Taylor Shire from the Regina Leader Post is it will tee up what Ryan just said. We'll go into Saskatchewan. We'll get the details on that offensive line. We'll get the details on the Riders and Elks on Sunday. Uh, this is sit back, fill up your coffee. We're having a football chat today here on the RP Show on a football Friday. It is CFL Week 1, and you're watching on Game Plus TV. Maybe you're streaming on YouTube or you're listening on the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, including Apple and Spotify. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts 
to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Playnow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the Playnow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. Playnow.com 19 plus, use your game sense. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. South Florida, that's a look live looking on an off day of the Stanley Cup Finals. Game four resumes on Saturday. I am not there. I'm in Canada in the Bridge City, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. As we welcome you back into the program, text line is open 902 518 3033. The number to text the show, um, rodpeterson.com, is the website where you can vote on today's poll question, which is. Who do you think should coach the Calgary Flames? Ryan Huska uh, being named yesterday as the front runner. Mitch Love also in that conversation as well. Look, I want to get to the text line. Uh, Kevin the Medium has checked in, says, Good morning, RP peeps. Late to the game. As he was at the game last night to watch his Lions dominate the Stamps. He's a Stamps season ticket holder, but a BC Lions fan. So at the game, probably pretty happy last night. Uh, Daniel writes in on YouTube, says, here's my prediction in the East. Hamilton first, Toronto second, Montreal third, Ottawa fourth. And in the West, Winnipeg first, BC second, Edmonton third, Calgary fourth, 
Saskatchewan fifth. That would be a shock. And Jennifer from the Four Seasons, yes, the Vikings have released Dalvin Cook. Um, we talked about that with Andy McNamara back in hour one. Go back on the podcast. Great conversation on NFL fantasy football uh, and some of the latest things. Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, um, DeAndre Hopkins meeting with the Titans this weekend. I believe it's set for Sunday, uh, the meeting in Tennessee. So lots going on there. Um, there is a, yeah, a lot going on. Um, still checking in with some of the YouTube comments. Uh, Swerve checking in, so we say good morning or good afternoon, uh, wherever you might be listening. Uh, Wayne uh, says, good analysis, Ryan. Talking about Ryan Ballantyne back in the previous segment. Was surprised that the Stamps didn't throw the ball deep at all. They talked about going uh, back on the film and seeing if there was even open guys um, downfield. Not a lot of balls down the field uh, last night for the Calgary Stampeders. Um, Craig Smith, our director of scouting, says Grace had a punting average over 50. That kid can kick. Yes, he can kick. We did learn that last night. Um, Renee Paradis, just three for five on field goals, had a couple of misses uh, last night as well. So plenty going on. Um, in the world of sports news, Corey Connors is on the course in Toronto, the RBC Canadian Open, second round underway. After an opening round, five under 67 to sit in a share of the lead. We're going to update that. Shane Doan has officially been hired by the Toronto Maple Leafs. And Anthony Bass of the uh, Toronto Blue Jays has been designated for assignment. He's supposed to catch the opening pitch tonight as part of Pride Weekend. We're going to talk about those things in our next segment when Arash Madani joins. But let's bring in Taylor Shire from the uh, Regina Leader Post. So we go to Regina for the uh, start of the CFL season, Taylor. Riders open up on the road in Edmonton on Sunday. How are you, my man, now that uh, the CFL season is finally here? Yeah, pretty good. Uh, spent a couple of days uh, this week, of course, down at Mosaic Stadium watching practice. Today's practice is closed, uh, so we'll, I'll head over there in about an hour or so and uh, catch yep. the uh, the closed locker room media veil, which kind of a crapshoot. You really didn't know what they did or, or who started, <laughs> but lots of intrigue already about this team, and even though it's week one, we haven't even started yet. A ton. What's your schedule going to look like? Now, um, as the beat writer with the uh, with uh, Post Media and the Leader Post, are you going to be heading to Edmonton for the game on Sunday, or will you be watching at home on TV? Yeah, we're not traveling right now. I'll be watching at home, but uh, still lots of uh, analysis that you can do over the TV. And, of course, we'll talk to the team post-game uh, through virtual Zoom interviews and whatnot. And Yeah, I'll be all over them all season. So if somebody stubs their toe, I'll be covering it. If somebody sneezes, I'll probably cover that too. So uh, we'll have tons <laughs> of coverage at, at the leader post all, that's, all season. That's technology, man, all over it. So heading into this game, um, and coming out of training camp, what's the overall feeling around the riders right now and this group as you guys get set, you guys, as the team gets set to open the season on Sunday? How's the feeling coming out of camp and out of the preseason? I would say there's a ton of optimism right now. Um, and that's really on the offensive side of the ball. We know what the defense can do. They're going to have another good season. Uh, they're going to be probably the strongest part of this Riders team, even though they, they are bringing in a good offense. But the defense, there's really no questions there. The, the questions really do surround the offense, specifically the offensive line. Trevor Harrison, Darrell Walker, Jake Winicky, we know um, what Jamal Morrow and Frankie Hickson will do. So in terms of their 
playmakers. I don't think there's any questions. Uh, obviously, Harris has proven that he can win in this league, but can they protect him? Last year, obviously, that was a huge issue. And it seemed like during camp, this team had it figured out. They brought in Gerald Hawkins, who has some NFL experience. They signed Philip, Philip Blake from Toronto. Uh, he was going to be one of the guards. And, of course, they brought in Peter Godber from BC. Um, so I said two of those guys, uh, Blake and, and uh, Hawkins, well, they're now sort of out of the picture. Hawkins is back at home dealing with a personal matter, so gone as their starting left tackle for who knows how long. And then Philip Blake, he was potentially going to slide over to that tackle position. We know he can play tackle as well as guard, but he's dealing with a chest injury. So now they have uh, Brandon Council. Uh, he played at Auburn. He, he's a CFL rookie, though. He actually just signed at the end of May um, and kind of is going to get right up to speed. He's been practicing at left tackle. Um, and then they have uh, Eric Lofton at, at right tackle. So as much as the Riders tried to address it this offseason and get some big offensive lineman there's really nothing like jeremy o'day did what he could in my opinion um and now it's really going to be up to these players uh you know dealing with one departure uh, and one injury to try to you know limit the sacks i don't know if they'll they'll keep trevor harris upright all day on sunday but they'll, they'll try to limit the temperature well that's the question coming in i, I you know we kind of thought that you know, we'd heard the last of the offensive line issues. It seemed like they had plugged the holes and, and uh, figured this out. But, you know, you hear Craig Dickinson saying he's not sure who the, what the offensive line is going to look like in week one and maybe not during the season. Is that something that Ryder fans should be, like, concerned about, like back to last season's concerns? Or is this something that you think isn't going to, to linger or we got to wait and see? Well, we'll have to wait and see. And it's not Jeremy O'Day's fault. It's not Craig Dickinson's fault. Like I said, they brought in good talent. They brought in Hawkin, Blake, uh, Godberg. So they've brought in good talent to address the needs of the poor offensive line from last year. But this, like I said, yeah. the departure and the injury. So in my opinion, they do have better depth than they did last year. So a guy like Council, who, as mentioned, played at Auburn, can he be CFL ready right away? Or is, he, is there going to be a learning curve for him? Uh, Lofton on the other side has bounced around the CFL a little bit. So he does have some experience, but I don't believe he's played a full season or he hasn't stacked full seasons together. So there is sort of questions at tackle. However, they obviously have a really good center in Godber and then Johnson and Furland are going to be back at the guard position. So are they going to be creating the holes that is needed for Jamal Morrow and Frankie Hickson to, to run the ball? I think there was some pass, pass protection issues uh, with both of them last year. Have they taken a step forward and learned from that? So I'm not going to say they're going to give up a franchise record this year because uh, it does, honestly, it does look better even with the two yeah. uh, Blake and, and and Hawkins missing. They do look better than what they were last year. Yeah, and I, I'm with, like, when you opened the segment and, and said the feeling coming out of camp and out of the preseason is a lot of optimism, I couldn't agree more. I mean... Trevor Harris seems like he's got a voice in that locker room. Um, didn't play a lot in the final preseason game, but you just see a little more positivity, even winning those games, which I know they don't matter. But there's some optimism around the group, which I think is something refreshing for Ryder fans. So that's really positive heading into, into week one in Edmonton. Um, but a couple of question marks. Uh, what can you tell us about the status of Braden Lenius and Derek Moncrief, uh, one on either side of the ball? Yeah, Lenius, he's dealing with a lower back injury, so I don't really know, and I don't even think uh, the Riders know the extent of it. He's not going to play this week. I don't think they've officially ruled him out, but 
Um, you can count on it that he probably won't play this week. Uh, it looks like Juwan Breskison is going to start in his spot uh, as a fellow Canadian receiver. And Lenius is a big kind of a ratio-breaking receiver who's a, who's a good starter. And, and if this is a long-term issue, it's not going to be that detrimental. It, it's going to hurt the team, but it's not going to be that detrimental because they do have Breskison and, and even Mitch Picton, um, who's you know, going to back up Sam MLS at the wide receiver spot. So they do have some... Canadian depth at receiver, and obviously when Ian Schaefer-Baker comes back, uh, that'll be a big boost to the lineup. But yeah, on the other side, uh, they're patiently waiting for Derek Moncrief to come back. He had surgery uh, on his shoulder back in November, and it was from an injury a few years ago. I had a, a feature uh, at the on the Leader Post about his recovery. He said it was just kind of nagging at him for a couple of years, so we finally got it looked at after the end of last season and uh, like any major surgery, it's a long recovery process. So he isn't quite ready yet. Although he did practice once this week, uh, he's still at least another week away um, before he takes over that, that uh, outside linebacker spot, uh, which I believe CJ Rebus is filling in. In the meantime, and he, and Rebus is totally capable. Um, I don't know if he's yeah. the all-star quality that Moncrief is, but uh, when the riders do get those two players back, it'll certainly be a big boost to their lineup. And tonight, it's Hamilton at Winnipeg. I chalked this up as the game of the week. Uh, getting to see Bo Levi and Hamilton against what, you know, is arguably the number one team in the Canadian Football League. What are you expecting tonight? And, and what do you think Bo Levi, uh, what do you think his 2023 season looks like in Hamilton? I don't know. I, I, there is a lot of intrigue around this game. And, I, you know, can Winnipeg still be that dominant team? I think they'll need to show it tonight. But- Mitchell, I, I bet you he feels rejuvenated. I bet you he feels like he has a fresh start and he's got some good receivers to throw to as well in Hamilton. So are there any shoulder injury issues with Bo Levi? I think we'll find out tonight uh, who's going to come out of the gate first. Obviously, it's a long season and then one week's not going to determine what your season's like. Um, but I, you know, it's it's hard to bet against Winnipeg at this point, but I think Hamilton's going to look good and they're going to be coming out uh, hungry for sure tonight. Looking forward to it tonight, Taylor, and looking forward to your coverage on Sunday. I appreciate the time. Enjoy the weekend. You too. Have a good one. Awesome. Taylor Shire joining us from the Regina Leader Post. Great update on the and a look ahead to the Riders and Elks on Sunday. Arash Madani of Sportsnet is in next. I want to chat Blue Jays. We'll talk about Shane Doan to Toronto, NBA Finals, and whatever else is on Arash's mind, including the French Open. Going to talk a little tennis. First time on this show in a long time. That's what happens when uh, when Rod's away. So a uh, big semifinal day happening at Rolling Garros. That's all ahead. Here on the RP Show on uh, YouTube Live. You may be listening on podcast, Apple, Spotify. But you're also watching live across the coast, across Canada, on the Game Plus TV network. Get the card that gets you every blockbuster movie this summer for just $9.99. Landmark Extras Movie Club. Every movie, every ticket, just $9.99. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Fast X. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. The Flash. Oppenheimer. The Little Mermaid. Barbie. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mutant Mayhem. The Meg 2. And Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Yep, just $9.99. Get all the movies, get the deal. Join today at LandmarkExtras.com. Landmark Cinema's Movie Club. For movie lovers. South Florida, uh, that is the home of an off day in the Stanley Cup Final, but not in the NBA Final, where Game 4 will uh, tip off later tonight. The Nuggets holding a two-game-to-one series lead over the uh, Miami Heat in their NBA Championship Final. 
Arash Madani of Sportsnet's with us here for the next segment. I don't want to waste any time because I feel like we've got way too much to get to. Arash, how are you, man? How are we doing, Darren? We're doing great. How are you doing? Uh, you got to watch uh, the opening week in the CFL last night. I saw you found the, uh, the TV screens down there, and I'm sure you were watching uh, Joker and, uh, and Carlos Alcaraz this morning, were you not? I was, I was. The first two sets were just electric, and then isn't that good? Uh, and then Alcaraz's body gave out again, just like it did in Miami. So he's got some things to figure out with his body. Um, but I, I thought that was going to be the match of the year, and unfortunately, yeah. it didn't quite live up to the billing. It started out that way, though. I mean, oh my gosh! Yeah. And- the emotion and then the look they had, you know, when when one would make an incredible shot, the other one, you know, shook his head and they're la- not laughing, but smiling. And, and there was a level of competitive respect, but just, you know, the level that you had to get to to win that match. If, you know, Alcaraz would have stayed healthy. That's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, you're wondering, right? Novak's 36 and Carlos is 20 and Alcaraz just won the U.S. Open. Uh, you know, was this going to be a... Passing of the torch, a changing of the guard? Uh-uh. Yeah. Not yet. Not in Rafa's Cathedral, anyway. Ah, so much fun. Uh, what, what did you take away from the, uh, the Lions and the, and the Stamps last night? And how much of that did you get to watch? I watched the whole game. Well, took about half, a, half of the first quarter to get them to figure out how to get the <laughs> game up on the screen. Yeah. Um, a few things. Um, I, uh, I I thought that was really important for the Lions, that win, because there are going to be a lot of questions. Well, there have been a lot of questions around Vernon Adams, um, you know, as the guy after Rourke. And to come out, get a two-score win, throw the ball well, have a really good first half, uh, I thought that was really important and really strong. Um, you know, made the one mistake – uh, with the pick, and I don't know, Darren, I don't know if you remember, late in the game, I think they were up seven, and yeah. Adams stood in there on a blitz and just took a hit when he got trucked. And I don't think a younger Vernon Adams does that. So I think we saw a little bit of an evolution. The other is, um, I've been saying this about the Stampeders for a few years now, I think they're a reputation team. I don't know how good that Calgary roster is. I don't know. I have a lot of questions about the Stamps, and this may sound hot takey, but I don't think it is. I think it's really accurate. I don't think Calgary's the best team in Alberta. I think Edmonton's better than them. I think Edmonton's talent is better than them. I think their quarterback... Taylor Cornelius is my uh, under-the-radar pick for CFL MOP this year. Um, And... uh, and I, I just think that that your favorite commissioner likes to say beginning of new beginnings all the time. I think the Stampeders, this is the beginning of, oh, man, we got we got to change some things here. Um, they've been kind of hanging on to, they haven't made a decision of who and what they want to be, and it's really starting to become evident. Wow, yeah. Um, last night should have some concern. You passed the torch officially to Jake Mayer. Uh, 166 yards in the ball game. Um, didn't get a touchdown. Never looked comfortable. Late. No, never did. Uh, wasn't sharp. 
Um, so that's tough. Yeah. Wow. Um, now you got me really intrigued to to watch Sunday, uh, Saskatchewan Edmonton, to see what this Elks team is all about. Because you're right, they're just quietly assembling a lot of really talented pieces. Um, I'll tell you, I'm I'll tell you what about Cornelius. I think this is really interesting, and uh, my pal Adam Chernoff um, pointed this out that for the first time ever. Taylor Cornelius in his professional career, CFL, XFL, whatever. Darren, you know what he didn't do this offseason? For the first time ever, uh, Taylor Cornelius didn't go back to Amarillo, Texas to work landscaping in the offseason. Wow. Now think about that. You want to be a franchise quarterback in the professional, you know, in a, as a professional, and this dude had to do that. And think about how just physically and mentally drained you would be in the heat of texas after you know basically trying to make some extra money to pay the bills because edmonton paid him cornelius didn't have to do that instead he went to san diego worked out with a quarterback guru works with a bunch of nfl quarterbacks and the knock on cornelius always had been that this dude doesn't pull the trigger fast enough he's not a quick enough decision maker well you know spending four months down there full-time football some of the quotes out of Edmonton in training camp is Chris Jones saying, that's the biggest difference we've seen from this dude. So there's literally no pressure on Cornelius. Nobody's talking about the Elks right now. Uh, yeah. he's, got, he's got some weapons around him. And uh, I, I'm just really intrigued to see what he's going to be able to do this season. Ah, it's going to be fun. I can't wait. I can't. What got me intrigued about the Edmonton Elks? Um, look, um, I know we don't have a ton of time here, but a couple of things I wanted to get to. Um, the big one was Anthony Bass uh, in Toronto. Yeah. Uh, and we haven't talked enough about this yet today, but met with the media yesterday. Um, Just got released, regret- by the way, or DFA. Yeah. And, and this morning we find out he's designated for assignment. Um, he regrets sharing the anti-LGBTQ video on Instagram in late May, but he stands by what he says are his religious beliefs. And here was the quote for me. He said, I felt like it was too much of a distraction. He didn't want to be a distraction. He's not really sorry about posting it. He doesn't think it's an issue. Um, so he's not apologizing, but he's apologizing for being a distraction. Um <sighs> And then he was supposed to catch the opening pitch a day as part of the Pride festivities and the Pride weekend um, and part of Pride Month. And to me, this is a big head-scratcher as to what the Jays were going to do. And we find out today um, that he's going to be designated for assignment. Um, I don't know that they had any other option. I I don't know that you, in this climate, in this world... Hold up, Darren, 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 Darren. Yesterday... The general manager of the team sat in the right. dugout and defended keeping him around. Yeah. Yesterday, day 10 of this saga. And on the 11th day, the, those Blue Jays have decide to send Bass out. Like, this has been an illustration. This is going back to last Monday. Two full work weeks. This has been an illustration organizationally on everything not to do. Yeah. Like this has been a, from a decision-making standpoint, from a public relations standpoint, 
from a communication standpoint, from a baseball standpoint, uh, they just thought this was going to go away. And then, and then to have an availability where the player doubles down and the general manager says the apology was authentic. Um, I, I mean, we're, we're, there are not enough superlatives to, to go about no. how epic dysfunction this really is. It really isn't. Like, there's one thing to say. We all self-inflicted. Don't forget. All self-inflicted. Yeah. Like, and you say doubles down. I mean, that's exactly what he did. You know, I was expecting to hear, okay, you know, and I'm a, I'm a big second chance guy, and we need to evolve and learn, and sure. we don't live in the same world as we did last week or last year or last decade. The world changes. And so we should be allowed to evolve and grow and, and adapt to changing climate. If you want and to, if you but, believe in it. If yeah. You, there, there has to be a want to from the person in order to do that. He showed no signs of that. You say he doubled down. He did. He doubled down. And there's a complete difference between saying we can all have our own viewpoints and then outright, you know, being vocally against one of those viewpoints. I mean, it's, it's the reason why we have different churches. We have different places where you can go and pray and believe in different gods. And we let you and, we, and you do your thing and I'll do mine. And I respect that. And I respect that if we have different viewpoints. But to come out and tell people to boycott this or boycott. Now you're attacking, you know, different viewpoints. And that's where, you know, he doubled down on that and, and didn't apologize for saying it and, and wishes just wishes he wouldn't have been a distraction. So it is tough. Yeah. And, and I understand players have a, a want and, a, you know, a, a desire to, you know, speak what they believe. But look at the Colin Kaepernick situation. It's hateful. It feels like it's hateful. You have to, it's hateful. It's hateful, and there's just no place for it. And in a market like Toronto that's so culturally diverse, um, you just can't have somebody like that associated with your, with your professional sports team. You can't. So Anthony Bass and his 5 ERA is, is going to be <laughs> headed out of town. And my question is, and will there be popcorn served on the flight, back, flight out oh wherever he's headed? It's one after another after another. So... I, I hope this is the end of it. I hope that the Jays are done. Um, we'll see where it goes. The other thing I did want to talk to you about before we let you go um, is the Maple Leaf situation and Shane Doan officially now being named um, a special advisor or a special advisor to a GM Brad Tree Living. Uh, we've seen the Austin Matthews tweet around Shane Doan's retirement, his childhood hero. Is this a case of, you know, you've got guys ready to leave the party maybe? Um, after Kyle Dubas and Jason Spezza leave, and maybe Austin Matthews is thinking of somewhere else. And is this a case of, but wait, 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 look who just showed up to the party. Maybe you don't want to leave yet. Is this, is this Here's that? Here's what I don't understand. This... When's the last time an athlete has left an organization or demanded a trade because a GM got fired? Anywhere. Yeah. Like, this narrative that goes around Toronto hockey is some of the most moronic stuff you'll ever hear like really really because kyle dubas is gone austin matthews is going to say i want out of toronto 
You know what we don't know, Darren? Honestly, we don't know really anything about what motivates Austin Matthews. What's Austin Matthews looking for in his next contract? What's Austin Matthews looking for in his work-life situation? What matters to Austin Matthews? Is it winning? Is it endorsements? Is it notoriety? Is it extra? Is it getting extra cake by being in a more tax-friendly environment? Um, does he want to be under the radar where no one's bothering him every day? Like, we don't know any of this. And so the one thing that's come out is that Kyle Dubis is gone, and so Austin Matthews may be upset and he's going to leave. Bro. I know. Come on now. Yeah, come I on know. Now. now. look, bring in I Shane know. Doan, great. You know, if that makes Austin Matthews happier... Smart move. Fine. But, um, you know, how often, how much interaction does a GM and a player actually have? I was just going to say that. You know, how much is the GM and the player, you know, hanging out and chatting? And how much is that a part of your experience? It just, it feels like an only in Toronto thing, doesn't it? Yeah, and it's just, I, I just find some hockey narratives are just so stupid. Um, yeah. That's all. In better news, um, how much have you enjoyed covering this NBA Finals? A lot. I got to tell you, man, um, Wednesday night, that was was one of the more incredible professional sports scenes to witness. Watching the Joker and Jamal do their thing. Duo triple-doubles. Watching Nikola Jokic 30, 20, and 10 in an NBA Finals. Um, And just watching a calmness around a 26-year-old from Kitchener, Ontario, who appreciates that they're having watch parties in his hometown, and they have a 20-foot chalk mural on the street right by the sign that says Kitchener. And on, uh, on Colfax Avenue in Denver, there's a painted mural of the Joker and Jamal. And this was going to happen earlier, Darren, because because Jamal Murray is coming out party in the bubble, but then he tore his ACL in April of 2021. And now when the stakes are the highest with the world watching, he's Robin to Batman. He's Rice to Montana. He's Messier to Gretzky. And they're about to get a seat at the table with some of the great one-two punches in sports history once they get this ring. And it's when, as long as they stay healthy. It's when, it's not if. Uh, To me, this series is a wrap. Uh, Miami looks shook. Miami is overmatched. And um, the Larry O'Brien trophy is coming back to Kitchener. There's your hot take for the day. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a lot of fun to watch. Enjoy the rest of the ride, Arash, and uh, we'll catch up soon. I appreciate you, Darren. All right. Arash Madani joining us live from South Florida, the home for Game 4 of the NBA Final tonight. Uh, Denver leads the Miami Heat 2-1 in that series. Back with overtime to put a wrap on what's been a really great Friday. You're watching the Rod Peterson Show here on uh YouTube Live, you're watching or you're listening maybe on your favorite podcast platform, and you're watching Coast to Coast on Game Plus TV Network. 
PlayNow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the PlayNow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. PlayNow.com 19 plus, use your game sense. Florida, the home for game four of the NBA's championship series tonight and an off day in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Look, poll question today was we'll wrap up a little bit of homework. Uh, the poll question is for Key Auto Group. Uh, the all-new Sportage remains innovation in motion, an urban SUV designed with all the comforts for your next adventure. Order yours today at key, uh, yorktonkia.com or by calling 783-2772. Uh, it was who will be the next or who should be the next head coach of the Calgary Flames. Last time we checked, Mitch Love led. Uh, Ryan Hauska and Kirk Muller were other options. We found out last night, Ryan Hauska, now the new uh, front runner to be the head coach of the Calgary Flames. Wow, what a show today. Um, and big news today coming out of sports. Anthony Bass has been designated for assignment by the Blue Jays. It appears that situation is coming to a close, as it should. It's just they're reacting instead of getting out in front of it. Yesterday, didn't seem like this was possible. They were standing by their guy. He was doubling down. It was a really horrible look from the Jays. They're reacting. At least they're getting it right now. And uh, Anthony Bass no longer with the Toronto Blue Jays as of today. Shane Doan was hired by the Toronto Maple Leafs. And maybe this will help keep Austin Matthews in Toronto. Who knows? Um, and we learned uh, a little bit more about the, uh, the games this weekend. If you missed it all, head back. Check out Hour 1 and Hour 2 of the podcast. Big thanks to Arash Vinani, Taylor, Sean Valentine, Andy McNamara. And the Silver Fox, Kelly Rumpel. Rod's back in the big chair on Monday. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy rest of week one in the Canadian Football League. And thanks for watching the show. See you Monday. Who has more fun than us? Nice. We need to start. Oh. You still got me? Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.